Hey guys, real quick, before we get started, I have a small request. If you've been blessed by our content and you like this show, would you take just a brief moment and leave us a five-star review? This is quite possibly the most effective thing that you can do to ensure that this content gets out to as many people as possible. Thanks. All right, welcome to another episode of Theology Applied. I'm your host, Pastor Joel Webin with Right Response Ministries. And I'm pleased to announce in this episode, my special guest is A.D. Robles. He is joining us now for the 116th time. That's not that high, but he's been on the show several times uh, because he's a friend, uh, because he has courage, uh, because he loves Jesus, he knows scripture, and he calls out um, just the absolute ridiculousness that we often find in Big Eva and with our politicians in our culture today. So uh, what we're talking about in this episode is we're talking about the bombshell of the Pfizer vaccine. Uh, we had a high up Pfizer vaccine executive uh, come out and say, well, we didn't even test, not at all. We did not even test the vaccine's ability to stop transmission before rolling out to the general public, which means when Russell Moore said, hey, you should love your neighbor by getting the vaccine. The vaccine was not tested at all in its ability to love your neighbor. It was not tested in its ability to stop or even slow transmission of the virus to your neighbor, which means all the pastors and all the seminary presidents and all the theologians who came out, every person professing the name of Christ who came out and bound the consciences of Christians saying, you should get the vaccine because Jesus commands you to love your neighbor and that means getting vaccinated. All those people need to repent. And that's what we're talking about. Tune in now. Wait, 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 wait. Hold it. Big announcement, a scary announcement, a threat, but also a promise. The price of our conference, the post-millennial and theonomy conference, it's going up. It's going up right after Reformation Day. We are going to hold the price at $100, which is super cheap for a three-day conference with Dr. James White, Dr. Joseph Boot, Dr. Gary DeMar, and the guy who's not a doctor, so we'll say Pastor Joel Webbin. We've got a great conference, May 5th, 6th, and 7th in Georgetown, Texas, just north of Austin for 100 bucks, super cheap, but we can't hold that price forever. So if you want to get into that price, you got to get in now, right after Reformation Day, not Halloween. Reformation Day, October 31st. That's the last day that you can get in this conference, register at the price of 100 bucks. After that, starting November 1st, it's going to be 130. So go to rightresponseconference.com, rightresponseconference.com, and register today. Thanks. Applying God's Word to every aspect of life. This is Theology Applied. Welcome back to another episode of Theology Applied. I am your host, Pastor Joel Webbin with Right Response Ministries, and I am pleased to have returning now for, I think, the uh, like the 73rd time. We've got A.D. Robles with the Right Response Ministries Network. No, I'm just kidding, with Fight Laugh Fees, <laughs> but I feel like he's an honorary member of our ministry here. A.D., oh, thanks for great. coming on the show, man. You're welcome. I'm glad to be here. Cool. So we actually got to see each other in person for uh, just a, a brief minute. And I got to talk to AD for five, maybe seven minutes, but I got to talk to his son for a good, you know, two and a half hours. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, his, his son faked an asthma attack so that dad would have to go get an, an inhaler so he could buy more time to tell me about the zoo. <laughs> Remember that's that? True. So, okay. So that's He's... your oldest. What's his name? Uh, AJ, Adam AJ. Jr. Okay, cool. Yeah. 
So he yeah he he loves that's his favorite thing to talk about different features of animals and things like that. That's his favorite thing. He nailed it. So like <laughs> his little brothers were keeping mom preoccupied, and so like eighty, it was funny. He was like, "You can talk to Mr. Joel, but you you know you gotta you're, you're gonna tell him a couple of things, and then and then Dad and Joel are gonna talk." But he like it was he was so systematic. He like went through each section of the like we were in Asia. And then Africa, <laughs> and then the you know amphibians and and reptiles, and it was really cool. Like, and he knew a lot of facts. It was like I a couple times I chimed in, um, but I got corrected uh, multiple times for not knowing my facts. <laughs> so, all right. So, anyways, uh, let's go ahead and dive in. So, I was thinking this has been in the Twitterverse um, a little while. I've been commenting on it. You've been commenting on it uh, because it's just one more example in the providence of God of revealing B- Big Eva's hypocrisy. And, um, and we all get it wrong, right? We, we all get things wrong and we have to backtrack, you know, God humbles us from time to time. Um, but the problem is that I haven't really seen a lot of guys actually take opportunity uh, for yeah. humility, right? I'm not seeing guys walking back. So if for anybody who's wondering what I'm talking about, what I'm talking about is, um, I'm just going to read a little bit here so I, I don't, you know, so I get the facts right. But uh, basically uh, during a hearing of, Uh, The European Union's COVID-19 response, Pfizer's uh, president of international developed markets, Janine Small, admitted that its vaccine had never been tested before its release to the general public on its ability to prevent the transmission of COVID. So Janine Small, she's the president of international developed markets. Under oath, she admitted that the vaccine, the Pfizer vaccine, had never, not not it was under-tested or insufficient, never been tested before its release to the general public in regards to its ability to prevent the transmission of COVID. And so if you're wondering, so what's the, what are the dots you're connecting here? What's the point you're trying to make? The point is this. Um, I was told, I don't know about you, AD, but I was told that, that in order to love my neighbor, I needed to get vaxxed. But apparently... Uh, the Pfizer vaccine was not tested at all in regards to its ability to love one's neighbor. Right. So (laughs) what do we do with that? What, what are some of your thoughts on that? Well, I'll say, I'll say this. I, I am, I am actually surprised that she said it wasn't tested at all for for that. Cause, cause the thing is the lie that we, we knew it was a lie that they did all of the normal testing and all the normal, you know, approvals and everything. Cause that's what they were saying. They were saying, we know this is exactly, we did everything we normally do. That's obviously not true. Cause normally it takes years for something to get approved or whatever. And whether that's right or wrong, that's not really the point. The point is it's not that it wasn't the same approvals. That was a lie we kept getting. Um, But, um, but I'm, I am a little bit surprised that it was so blatantly, we didn't even, we didn't even test it. You know what I mean? Because didn't right. didn't the did not the Pfizer CEO say at one point that they had like a hundred percent effect uh, efficiency in in uh, in stopping transmission? Like I don't I, I can't don't remember. remember. I can't remember. So I don't I don't want to quote that. I don't want to say that. But yeah. but 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 I but I I seem to remember something like that. And and it's like okay, whatever. So, but here's my thoughts though. Um, I actually don't even care about any of this because. Even if it was totally uh, effective at stopping transmission, and it was totally awesome, it was like the greatest vaccine of all time. Um, the love your neighbor thing—it's still inappropriate. It's still—it's still not God's law to get the vaccine. 
So uh, like, honestly, like this just makes it so much more apparent, so much more obvious. Like you, you change God's law for a lie, but it wouldn't have been good even if they changed it for something that was true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for it. Cause this puts the egg on their face even that much more. Right. Exactly. So, um, yeah, so I guess it was, his name's Rob Roos, R-O-O-S is his mm -hmm. last name, but he's an EU parliamentarian, Rob Roos. He's the guy who exposed an alleged misinformation, they're saying alleged in this article, but misinformation campaign by Pfizer with the release of his video tweet today. Um, in it, he called the actions criminal, scandalous, and a cheap lie. Her response under oath, and this is a quotation, when he presses her and says, yes or no, um, did did the Pfizer vaccine, was it actually tested in its ability to stop transmission? Uh, she said, regarding the question around, did we know about stopping immunization before it entered the market? No. Small replied. Um, and then let's see, she picks back up. She continued, we really um, had to move at the speed of science, <laughs> the speed of science to really understand what is taking place in the market. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I think my problem is just, um, you're right. Like, it's not in God's law that you got to get vaccinated. Um, but there, there's just, there's there's so many things with that. God's law does talk about, all right, so there aren't vaccines in the Old Testament, all right? Because I'm just hearing, sure. you know, like, play the devil's advocate. I'm hearing our, you know, um, the, the trolls coming out in the comments already on YouTube, you know, and saying like, well, there are no vaccines. And so, okay, God's law, what we have is we have 10 moral commandments and then we have civil codes, right? We have case law. Sure. Um, some of the closest examples that I could get to would be like Exodus chapter 21. I could, I could bring it up, but, um, I'll, I'll look for it. But basically Exodus chapter 21, uh, talks about an ox that's accustomed to gore. You know, that passage, 80? Sure. Sure. Um, and it says, like, if you have an ox that's accustomed to gore in the past, let's see, let me find it. The first part of the chapter has to do with slavery. Um, then it goes to restitution, which I've gotten in trouble with you before talking about slavery. So we'll just stick to oxen on this episode. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, I don't remember that, but hey. It was the I'm examining sure Moscow crew. Remember that? I, oh. I didn't get in trouble because I'm a big deal. They just used me as a pawn to get to Doug Wilson. So they're like, this, right, is, right. this is the product I, I, of Doug Wilson's discipleship. Now I remember, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's like, and the funniest part about it was uh, the only reason they even saw it is because the title of that episode was A Defense of Doug Wilson. And I thought like, I put myself in Doug Wilson's shoes for a second. I thought, he probably feels like like a dad when his like three year old son goes out to defend him. He's like, "That's sweet, son. I appreciate the attempt, but <laughs> you're actually just making it harder." Like I was trying, you know, I was trying to make a good argument for Doug Wilson, and I just got him in more trouble. But, anyways, uh, here it is. So this is Exodus twenty one verse twenty eight. It says, "When an ox gores a man or a woman to death, the ox shall be stoned, and its flesh shall not be eaten." Right? You don't get to benefit from it. You lose the ox. Uh, but the owner of the ox shall not be liable. But if the ox has been accustomed to gore in the past, and which right there means that if they were following the law of God, the ox should have already been stoned if it gored in the past. Sure. So this is a guy who's already broken the law of God. He has mm -hmm. an ox that's gored. Somehow he got away and kept the ox. It's been accustomed to gore in the past and its owner has been warned, but has not kept it in, right? So the owner is responsible for 
some kind of fence, some kind of barrier to keep the ox in to make sure it doesn't get out. He hasn't kept it in. He's failed in that responsibility and it gets out and kills a man or a woman. The ox shall be stoned and its owner also also shall be put to death. And so my point mm-hmm. is, you know, we got we got case law, these civil codes in the Old Testament, mm-hmm. and they all, pretty much every single one of them, not even pretty much all of them, we can track back to one or more of the Ten Commandments. So so I would say the sixth commandment, thou shalt not murder, um, put stated in the positive light would be thou shalt um, not do any harm, physical harm to your neighbor, or or the positive would be like thou shalt esteem and defend and protect uh, the sanctity of human life made in the image of God. So we have a we have a moral obligation to protect human life and and to not do harm or destruction and sure. certainly murder to our neighbor. And that does affect not just, you know, walking up to our neighbor and stabbing him in the chest with a knife, but that does mm-hmm. affect something in regards to like an ox, right? There could be a passive, sure. uh, indirect way of harming my neighbor because there's something that I had knowledge about. I was warned, right? That's key in the text too, if he's been warned. And so it's like, we've been warned there's this virus going around. We've been warned that it's contagious. We've been warned that it um, is very dangerous and could be deadly um, for certain groups of people mm-hmm. like the elderly, mm-hmm. all those. So I, you know, I remember when COVID, this was like two weeks after, you know, COVID broke on the scene It's still in March of 2020. And this was the text that I was using to think through it. And, and I was thinking through that and thinking, okay, but there's, there's, are, are there other ways? I guess my question is, are there other ways of keeping the ox hemmed in? Are there, are there other ways um, for in in the case of the virus, applying that mm-hmm. that to another case, are there other ways besides uh, lockdowns, besides a mask, mm-hmm. besides a vaccine? Because uh, because what's not in the text is it doesn't say you have to build uh, this type of fence out of these materials, mm-hmm. this many feet high. Um, that's no, it's just just keeping the ox somehow. And if the ox does get out, so I, I would feel like the equivalent would be like if if someone actually gets the virus and it can be proven in a court of law that it, that it came from you and it resulted in this individual's death and all the, you know what I mean? Like there'd have to be so much to substantiate that you yeah. actually had some moral responsibility. And the whole thing that we were pushing back at the time was just saying, number one, we don't think COVID's nearly as bad as people are making it sound. Um, the elderly, there's only a, a small portion. Yes, people are, are dying with COVID and some maybe from COVID, but it's one small sliver of the population. These individuals could quarantine, right? While the rest of us live our lives, not foolishly, but live our lives. And so for me, it's just, it was way too much to make a biblical argument um, that, that, that you must put this untested, right? It's like, oh, it's been tested, not long-term. It hasn't been around long-term. There's no way to- Yeah, that was a lie from the beginning. Exactly. So to say you have to put, and then when it went to children, you have to inject um, an unknown substance without any long-term testing um, in your own children or or your murderer. You're killing grandma. Go ahead. Right. Right. Well, well, that's just it. I mean, with with the oxen, this is that's a to me. This is a case law that's talking about like sort of like reckless endangerment, like reckless behavior in general. So if you have a if you have a dog or an ox, and it's just a violent ox, it's a violent dog, you know, and you know you 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 choose to not really take care of it or really you know oh I just love little Sparky, he's a great dog. Like if that's your choice, and then that dog goes and kills someone, that's your responsibility. That's reckless of you. But the thing is, like people started to try to make existing reckless 
like right, existing right. and breathing air became reckless right going to the store became reckless uh, you know wanting to go see your grandparents became reckless yeah you're right and, and you can't you can't do that that's that, that like that's a, that's an abuse of that particular text and so you know if somebody's if somebody has you know covid or some kind of disease or any any sickness and they go they decide to go to a an old folks home and cough on all the elderly you know yeah that's a problem that's 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 dangerous that's something that they should be prosecuted for but um if you're just existing and an old person <laughs> walks past you and somehow catches covid that it's it's very different it's right. very different you're right um by the way before we continue i just want to make this point i was right dr albert borla this chairman and ceo of pfizer in 2020 uh uh said on 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 tv that uh their vaccine had a above 90 percent effective rate at preventing covid mm. wow i mean this this is this preventing. is this is this is what what does that mean right that's probably where the loophole but, is what, right? but no no i'm saying you're right like preventing uh no right. that that's that would mean um that it can't be transmitted to you it's you not think. because it was only think. afterwards that they that they backpedaled and and reworked their rhetoric to say oh well vaccines were never about you know preventing covid um or or yes. stopping the transmission it's just about you know uh so that your symptoms are more mild you know and then people are still right. dying with a vaccine and you know and it's like yep. well that person would have died so much harder if they weren't yep. vaccinated, thank goodness that dead person was vaccinated. And this yeah. is the thing, right? Because th these vaccines are, are somewhat mysterious, you know, and I, and I don't mean like, um, like they're magical or whatever, but like the common man, like you and I, we don't understand exactly how to make one. We don't understand the manufacturing process. We Like that's above our, our pay grade, right? But so, 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 to, so to demand that we, you know, inject this into our system is nothing like demanding that you lock up your dangerous pit bull that's already bitten right. somebody um you you, you, you like that's a, a completely different you don't have to be a genius to understand that your pit bull who's bitten someone in the past you know you needs to be locked away and needs to be chained so that they don't bite someone again it's different than a vaccine Va a vaccine is completely different and and not to mention the fact that there's just so many other you know moral and ethical decisions that have to be made for any of these vaccines or any of these treatments like it's just so complicated and yet we were told that our christian faithfulness our christian witness our our morality our obedience to christ was hanging in the balance if we didn't get the vaccine hmm. yep. and it was all propaganda yep. at the end of the day it was all based on a lie right no, I completely agree. There, there was one guy on Twitter that I saw today, the day that we're recording this, who came out, and I don't even know if he's a Christian, but um, I, I'd never heard mm -hmm. of him before, but I, he's, I don't know, he, I think he had a blue check, you know, so whatever that means, you know, but he had, you know, like 30,000 followers or something like that. Like, it wasn't just a guy with like two followers on Twitter. He's um, official. Yeah, he's official in some capacity. I, official for what? Um, official, <laughs> official. Who knows? <laughs> uh, according to who? I, you know, I don't know those answers. But, um, but anyways, like he just said, um, he said, well, uh, uh, officially, I was wrong um, uh, about you know loving your neighbor by yeah. getting the vac uh, vaccine. He said, there's um, there's uh, a whole bunch of people that I need to apologize uh, to. Yeah, and it was like, 
it was really refreshing, you know, and, yeah. and, and you, you just read the comments and like Twitter is like, you know, people aren't particularly kind on Twitter, you know, and I'm not particularly kind on Twitter, you know, like most of the people, there's plenty of people on Twitter that I could be kind to, but you, you on Twitter, it's kind of, you know, you're mainly engaging people who disagree with you. Sure. And so, oh, yeah. you know, but everyone on, on this particular tweet was like, you know, really, you know, really positive, like, thanks, man, you know, yeah. or appreciate that good on you, you know, like, and I just remember thinking, like, um, why why can't Russell Moore do that? You know, like yeah. why can't like yeah. I remember seeing you know the picture of him like this Hobbit is getting his um, his oh, vaccine. Man. You remember that? I'll never forget that. Yeah, I'll never. Okay. <laughs> wish wish we could forget it, but you know, but it was like, and he was, and he wasn't doing that. Like, like it's like we know his purpose. He 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 yes. outright said, you know, but that in his rhetoric. But then even in, just in that image, you know, it was you, I'm an evangelical leader and mm -hmm. you should be doing this too. This is a moral yes. thing. This is a moral good that I'm doing, right? Like, you know, you're putting it on social media because you, you, you think it's a moral good that you're performing right. and that others, you know, should follow in your footsteps. And, and, and if anyone thinks I'm reading into the picture too much, like just go, go back and look at some of the things that he verbatim said, like he very much. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, his position was that Christians, um, out of love for neighbor, should get a jab. And one of the high up jab execs just said, um, we did not test this whatsoever in regards to its love for neighbor ability. Right, because that was the whole case. That, that you was the whole case. Transmission for your neighbor. That was the whole case. Yeah. Well, you don't have to. I mean, that picture was especially embarrassing, in my opinion. But he definitely. You're right. He definitely wrote it, and lots of guys were writing stuff like this. And I and and I and I I wonder sometimes some of these guys throw around love your neighbor without really thinking about what they're saying because what they are saying is that it's a part of the law of God. That's what Jesus said: love your neighbor as yourself. Meant. Um, so. Uh, I think some people throw that around and it's just a, it's just a slogan to them. But there are some guys but that know exactly what they're saying. And I think one of those guys is someone that I, I addressed in a video today, the day we're recording this. Um, his name is Andrew T. Walker. He's a he's an ethics professor at Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. So as an ethics professor, he knows exactly what he's saying when he says it's about neighbor love. It's loving your neighbor as yourself. Um, and he said that about the vaccine. Now, Andrew, I think is um, he's he's been pretty base lately, in my opinion. He's been he's been say, taking some stands that that no one in Big Eve is taking, and I got to applaud him for that, and I got to get his back for that. And I think out of everyone who has said this ridiculous thing that this is a matter of loving your neighbor as yourself, Andrew T. Walker could be a leader in apologizing for that. Mm -hmm. And I, you don't need to apologize to me. I was never going to listen to you, but there were people that did. <laughs> right, right. There were people that did, and. And 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 I think that your um, I don't know why he went this way, why he was so excited to turn government propaganda into Christian law. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Was it fear? Was it, you know, I don't know. But I think if, if anyone has the moral fortitude to change direction and to say, look, I was wrong on this one, uh, it would be Andrew T. Walker. So I, I'm just I'm just name dropping him here. Because I want to increase the pressure on him Good. because I think he's already said, you know, maybe I should reexamine some of that stuff publicly. Um, good for him. You really need to. Because now that the, now that it's coming out that the vaccine didn't do any good and may have hurt as well, because mm, I think right. I think that data is yeah. forthcoming. There's right. still there's we have a lot of anecdotes that the vaccine has hurt people. 
but we don't have a lot of hard, hard data, but that's right. coming. I think I, I've seen some stuff lately that that kind of indicates that there, there's there's something going on. You here. got Steve Dace. Do you know Steve Dace from The Blaze? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, like yeah. He's coming out with The Fourth Reich is his new book, and that's going to be coming out soon where he like calls for a new Nuremberg trial, basically on, yeah. on all the vaccines. But he's been tracking a lot of stuff, and other guys have He as has well, been tracking like, a lot of data. But like, yeah. if you just look, you, we don't, you're right, we don't have the hard facts, but what we do have is general things like, um, like how, how many uh, heart attacks in young men, you know, under the age of 40 do we have? Yep. Um, uh, in a typical month, you know, in a typical right, like year. excess heart attacks, like, like right. you know, you have a certain amount of heart attacks as a baseline and exactly. then how many excess. Right, right, right. And then it's like shoots through the roof, you know, or like people are saying like, oh, we have this thing SADS, you know, it's been around forever. S-A-D-S, -S, right? Like, you know, SIDS, right? Every so, parent's like nightmare, like sudden no, infant, SADS. right? Like sudden infant death syndrome. But, but um, also, you know, everybody's probably heard about SIDS, right? And everybody's also heard about SADS, right? Sudden adult death syndrome um you know that's that's been around for decades no no it hasn't like like a two years right and, and even decades? with the sids thing you know and this is like and this is crazy as a parent because i didn't do all these things right I, like the last two years we've been my wife and i rethinking everything like like are we going to get vaccines for yeah, you know yeah. like like are I we going to get mean. 17 vaccines every every month for the first you know 12 years of our kids life you know i mean it's just, they yeah. put them on this regimen from like the day they're born you know where it's just like shot 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 and thinking about like okay so like all of a sudden everybody's getting this vaccine all these adults are and then oh we have sad sudden adult death syndrome people just killing over heart attacks uh, but then it gets you it kind of gets you thinking about sids oh totally what if sids 100%. Right. How many of these babies that just, you know, like there's no cause, we don't know what killed them, you know, like the parent just wakes up, it's a nightmare come to life where they walk over to, to the cradle and the baby's just laying there dead. Um, but now a lot of people are coming out and saying, yeah, this happened two days after my baby's shots or this happened. What if I, you know, I remember watching right. this video, this mom just in tears saying like, what if I killed my baby? Like I yeah. didn't know. Like obviously, like I like she, she's not morally responsible. Um, of course. In, in that, but like, dude, what if like you know what I mean? So, anyways, a ton of, and that's the mercy of God that a lot of things are being exposed. And but anyways, all that being said, you're you're absolutely right. Like, um, it, it didn't stop transmission and very likely killed a bunch of people. Go ahead. And back, so back and you. so these people that that tried to make this a matter of loving, they were eager to do it. They were eager to say Jesus would tell you to get the vaccine. You know, love your neighbor as yourself. Love. They need to. They need to. Ex first of all, they need to. They need to apologize. They need to make it right publicly. But then after that, they need to look into their own hearts and say, Well, why was I so eager to to take a government lie that was so obviously a lie at the time, and now it's being revealed that it was a lie. Why was I so eager to push this on people and to make it a matter of Christian um, imperative, Christian imperative for people? Because a lot of these guys didn't just get their vaccine and go quietly about their day. They were proud about it. They posted their stupid Hobbit picture. Mm. You know, they 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 even wrote articles like Andrew T. Walker that said it was a matter of loving your neighbor as yourself. And I, I don't mean to pick on Andrew Walker because a lot of guys did this. The only reason I meant name dropping Andrew T. Walker is because I think out of all the guys that I know, he's the most likely to lead on this and say, I was wrong and we were wrong and we need to correct this. Right. Right. I, I completely agree. But that kind of brings me to my next question. This is a genuine question. I, so I've been thinking about this the last few days now, and I'm curious what A.D. Robles thinks. But um, Ooh, man. so, okay, so we get something wrong um, and and 
we should repent, right? And whatever context yeah. it was that we sinned in, that, that should be the, the same context um, that we repent in, right? So like if I sin yes, against my wife privately, I, I, you know, I, I need to go to her privately and ask for her forgiveness and acknowledge my sin, repent before the Lord and repent before um, my wife. Uh, but I, I don't have to, you know, uh, post it on Twitter or something like that. It doesn't, you know, if it's a private grievance, it can be privately dealt with. And it, except, you know, of course, you know, in my case, being a pastor, if the grievance was something that, that would disqualify oh, sure. me from eldership, then First uh, Timothy chapter five, right? Rebuke, um, rebuke those elders that persist in sin before them all. So then it does merit, a private sin could merit a public rebuke if a guy's in in that position of, of leadership, and it's an egregious sin. All that being said, though, the context that we repent in is the context that we send in. So guys who sinned publicly by telling them, you know, you got to get the jab because because Jesus tells you to, because like this is Christian law, you know, that, that that's, if you said that publicly, like you, you need to publicly own that. But that brings me to the question, which is um, certainly there needs to be repentance. Sure. But for leaders, I'm, I'm wondering like, because, because... <laughs> Yeah. Some people think that this is funny that we're even doing this episode, right? Like, like when did COVID come out? It's been 900 days, <laughs> right? Like, like, you know what I mean? This wasn't like two weeks ago, yes. two months ago. It's not even two years ago now. It's two and a half years. It's 900 days. And so here's my thing is like, okay, like forgiveness um, belongs to a category of love, and charity, we could place that in that category. Um, but but leadership is not a charity, right? Like the office of elder is not a charity. The, the president of a seminary is not a charity, right? Like the, the Bible has a real category for charity and love and forgiveness. And these things are free because we've been freely loved and freely given to and freely forgiven in the gospel. So the gospel is the basis, it's the foundation for us forgiving our, our debtors as we, you know, as God forgives us our debts. Um, but, but this people need to understand, cause this is one of the things is, is people mix categories all the time, right? This is mm -hmm. what, what people do with the Democrat party all the time is like, well, you know, um, yeah, Republicans care for the unborn, you know, but Democrats care for people once they are born. And it's like, okay, but wait sure. a second, but is government supposed to care for them? Right. Right. Like, like government has been, it's, you know, it's like the, the old saying, like you, you had one job. You know, like the government has one yeah. job, get, kill bad guys. You know what I mean? Like that's their job. You know, not, it's not welfare. Um, that falls on the household. When the household fails, it falls on uh, the church. If that person is qualified and faithful and all those kinds of things. Um, and, and, and then it never falls on the government. It's, it's family first, then the church for those who are faithful and never uncle Sam, uh, uncle Sam keeps wanting to be daddy Sam, but he's, he's not, he's just supposed to be the crazy uncle that, um, that, that takes a sword and kills bad guys, you know? And so we mix categories. And so my point is like, when it comes to eldership, I've seen people do this, like where an elder gets caught in some kind of egregious sin, but he owns it, you know, like, like even like the Chandler thing. And I don't know if it was egregious because that was so weird. Cause it's like, um, he's absolutely mm -hmm. not, uh, not disqualified, but, uh, it was a disqualifying yeah. sin. You know, I like, watched your video on that. Yeah. Yeah. Just ridiculous. You know, I'm just Very like, what, what is going on? So anyways, <laughs> um, but, but in the case of Chandler, I, I don't know if it was egregious. I have no idea what it is. Nobody, you know, nobody's talking about it, but also everyone should know about it. And so whatever. But my point is with that, I saw a ton of people coming out and saying like, good, you know, like, um, I, I don't like his woke stuff, but I'm really proud of him on this point. I really impressed, um, because people like when people own something, it's just like what I said earlier, the guy on Twitter who said, Hey, I've got a lot of people in, and, and I found myself immediately like, 
good on you, man, way to go. And you just immediately increase in respect for someone when they own their mistakes, you know? And Mm -hmm. now Chandler, Mm -hmm. I kind of feel like his elders probably had like a gun at his back, you know, making him. (laughs) So I don't know how much of that was voluntary, but the point is, um, people, people are so quick. Um, and, and then they, you know, Christians will, will apply the gospel. This is, you know, this is gospel. You know, like uh, Christ forgives us, we should forgive Chandler. You know, and uh, get him back mm-hmm. in the pulpit. You know, like like mm-hmm. forgive him. Don't be a Pharisee. Don't. It's like, well, wait a second. This is not a forgiveness. There's forgiveness which belongs to love, but then there's discernment and qualifications which belongs to trust. And those are two different mm-hmm. categories. Mm-hmm. You can forgive someone. Um, I'll see you in heaven. You're a brother in Christ. I love you. I can have friendship with you, um, but you you can't be my pastor. You yeah. can't be a yeah. leader. You've got to, you know. And so my question is this: so so we want guys to own it. And you're calling out Andrew T. Walker, and and hopefully he owns it. And I'm not saying this specifically to him because I, I don't know him, but I'm just saying sure. in general, if some of these guys own it, my question is. But what yeah. happens when you own something 900 days late? <laughs> yeah, because for definitely. me, then it's like, okay, so there's repentance. I can feel good about calling you a brother. But but I would like the leaders in Christ's church to have a little bit of more discernment than mm-hmm. than than because because literally to lead just 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 at a practical level, leading implies that you're ahead of the crowd. But if you're coming to conclusions. On, mm-hmm. on, on weighty matters that have affected the globe, if you're coming to conclusions and able to apply God's words to these cultural political matters, and you're coming to those conclusions 900 days after the fact, and it also happens to be the same day that everyone else that you're leading also came to that conclusion, <laughs> then are right, you a right. leader? What do you yeah. think about that? Yeah, well, I don't think, I, I think that you, you, you definitely aren't, at least in that area. I think I think it depends on the person, you know, what what you're talking, who you're talking about, what what you know, what they said, what they're doing, um, how they repent. You know what I mean? Because because a lot of guys will just do the sorry, you know, I I I I, sh- I didn't know, you know, I didn't have the right data. Sorry, and like you know, that's really not going to cut it because like again, it doesn't matter what the data was. Like you actually lied about what the the Bible says here. Right, you try right. to you put this yoke on people, right? So. Um, it all depends on the details. Like, uh, but the thing is though, like, even if like, like Andrew T Walker, right. As far as I know, he's not a pastor. I think he's a professor, just a professor. And that's it. Um, you know, I would never take an Andrew T Walker ethics class. That doesn't make any sense because <laughs> right. this is the area that he just failed in like right, so miserably right. spectacularly. So um, I wouldn't take it. Like, I, like I'm not saying he should be fired, but like, I can't imagine anyone after this being like, Oh yeah, well, I, you know, I'm going to get my ethics per- you know, lessons from you. But the thing is, we, you know, that doesn't mean that he's not a bad, he's a bad guy. Like, it doesn't right, mean that yeah. like, you can't learn from him in other areas. But in this area, when it comes to like uh, high emotion, you know, political, um, you know, you know, psyop level type stuff where everything's kind of happening all quickly and all at once. And they're putting this propaganda pressure on you. Like, you know, honestly, you probably should just sit it out. Right. It, you know, and maybe maybe think about it a little bit before you make your judgments, before you, you know what I mean? Like, and I'm not saying you didn't think about this, but it's just like, the, you know, y- 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 there's a difference between forgiving someone and then instantly trusting them in the same areas where they just failed. Right. You know what I mean? Like if you're exactly. pastor, if you're, if, if you're, let's forget about pastors for a second. Like if you're, if you're, if you're a Christian friend, you know, 
fails, you know, he goes to the bar and he picks up a girl and, you know, he sleeps with her or whatever. Like you don't like go hang out with him at the bar, like a few weeks later. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he probably shouldn't be there. You can't be trusted there. You should probably maybe do something else. Does nope. he have the freedom to go to a bar? Is it, is it unchristian to go to a bar? No, but you know, you got to protect yourself sometimes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. I'm not saying you can't repent and be fine. Andrew T. Walker could repent. He could have this great thing and he could be fine going forward because he learned his lesson that the government propaganda is not to be trusted. That could definitely happen. Yes. But, but what I'm saying is like, it, it just can't be like, everything's all good. If you give me the, the, yeah, sorry, you know, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I, I, how could I have known? A lot of guys are doing that. How could I have known? I just did the best with the data I had. No, you didn't. Right. You failed with the data you had. That's right. the problem. Right. No, I completely agree because we all have the same data and we didn't all have the same data and we didn't all come to the same conclusions. And it's not just because some of us are, you know, right wing extremist, you know, MAGA Mm -hmm. Republican, whatever, like conspiracy theorists. Um, No, like, like they're very sensible people um, who just, who, without being an epidemiologist, you know, just Mm -hmm. were able to say, wait a second, like by, by, by your own data, by your own admission, um, like how many people under the age of 65 are dying, right? And, yeah. and you know, and like the CDC comes out and says like, the, you know, that uh, the average person dying um, of COVID is is 80, I, I believe it was 84 years old or 86 years old. Uh, they yeah. also came out and said that the average person dying um, of COVID had not one, not two, not three, but four simultaneous, four comorbidities, right? So So you can look at that and say, okay, like, um, so, so who do I like, you're saying that, that me and, and all of my kids, uh, we need to get, um, a vaccine that requires two doses. And then every like five, six months, a booster vaccine. Um, and, and we need to do this in order to protect a, a very small sliver of the population, 86 year olds with four comorbidities. Um, yeah. Could we just not hang out with eighty-six-year-olds with four four comorbidities, right. and and is that can we do that instead? And people were asking that question, which is a really reasonable question, and yes. and they were. It's not just that like we were being ignored, we we were being um, we were being demeaned, we were being yeah, slandered, accused as hateful, and yeah. And so anyway, Conspir- Conspiracy theorists, all the, all the whole nine yards, hateful conspiracy theorists. You want to kill grandma. You know, you just, uh, you know, you listen to Tucker Carlson too much, all that kind of stuff. Right. Right. But here's the thing. I don't think at every single, single pastor, I don't know if this is what you're kind of getting at, but I don't think every single pastor that pushed the vaccine um, as loving your neighbor as yourself, that they need to resign. Yeah. However, that's what I'm getting at. Okay. So you're giving me an answer. I don't think so. Okay. Not every single one. However, there's going to have to be some like there's a lot expected of a pastor when they screw up so royally. And like you have to really you have to you're going to have to to borrow a big Eva term. You're going to have to really lean into that repentance and demonstrate what it really is, because it, it can't it cannot just be sort of like, I'm sorry, I got caught kind of thing, because we've all been there. I mean, you're a pastor, Joel, you, you, you know, like the, when you're talking to someone and they repent basically only because they got caught. Right. Like, you know, the difference between that and heartfelt repentance. Right. Yep. You've been there. We've all been there. You don't have to be a pastor to know that. Like right. there's certain times you talk to someone and you know that they're really broken up about their sin and other times where you're just like, well, they're kind of like annoyed that they got caught. And so they'll repent. I feel like that, that 
we're going to probably have to see the difference as it plays out to really make the judgment here. But some yeah. of these guys will never repent. They just won't ever do it. Right. Some of them, um, they're just going to memory hole it, you know, and we're never going to yeah. see, you know, like, like their past things that they said, we'll never see the light of day again. And, and the reason why guys do that is because um, it works. Like it yeah, works. It does. Oh my goodness. Right. It's effective, you know? And um, you just, you know, you just never, ever, 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 bring it up again, you know, and, and which, you know, for the record, even me personally, it's like, nobody comes out of the womb with perfect theology and nobody's, um, go, goes into ordination with perfect theology, right? Like there's a minimum bottom line, biblically, you must be able to teach. Uh, but you would hope that a pastor who, who has been or an ordained minister of the gospel that, uh, 20 years into his ministry will have more refined doctrine than the day that he was ordained, which means what? Um, it means that he has reformed in his theology. He's meaning that, that that a guy who's been preaching for 20 years should be able to look back and say, I was wrong about X, Y, and Z. You know, I, I yeah. can do that with certain doctrines that, that I was I was wrong about. Like I used to be a continuationist. I, I'm not anymore, but I was. Um, I, that's, I, that's how I was raised. And, and I was really into Piper at the time, John Piper and Sam Storm. So I was a continuationist in that light, you know, not like Benny Hinn, but, you know, but like kind of the, you know, the, the trying to be soft about it, but, but eventually moved out of that. So, so I'm not saying that I've never been wrong, but I think there's a difference when um, it's, it's, and, and, and you can make a strong argument. Like, well, you were a continuationist. Well, like, did you, you were holding the door open for there being new revelation? Um, what, what kinds of evils can that breed and what is the harm? And all, so like, you can make a strong argument. Like that is a big, you, you were, that's not a small thing, Joel. Like that, that's, that's a big, and I would say, yeah, you're right. It's not a small thing. That's a big thing. So it's, it's not even so much the degree of, um, I was wrong about the vaccine and told and, and bound people's conscience to inject their bodies with something that's mm -hmm. never going to leave with this mRNA, you know, technology, it's never going to leave. Uh, it's not just like we're saying like this, this category is such a big category to me. It's, it's more so, um, it's, it's like, it's not like, um, I, I just was misinformed because I was following this theologian instead of this theologian. No, it's, uh, the thing that you were following was government propaganda. The thing that you mm -hmm. were following was, um, pharmacy, you know, like, like when I was a continuationist, my point is I had a biblical argument for it. Now I would look now and say it was unbiblical, but my, but what I'm saying is I was using the Bible to support my view. I really thought that the Bible said that I, I really believed like, like it was, you know, it seemed a lot clear. Whereas these guys, it's not just this one area, the same guys who are pushing love your neighbor by getting the vax are the same guys who on their Instagram account, you saw pictures of them at the BLM rallies. Their churches are closed down, but they're at a BLM rally in the summer of love, mm -hmm. you know, 2020. And so I guess for me, that, that would be the thing is not just, are you wrong on this one thing, but over the last two years, mm -hmm. like, were, like, were you silent? And 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 writing articles about how now's not the time to beat our chest when Roe is overturned, and mm -hmm. and were you you know uh, you know repeating the BLM you know rhetoric, and you know this Hobbit is getting vaccinated like at that point yeah. it's to me it just shows it it's it's enough pieces <clears throat> of the puzzle to say like it it it's a bigger picture that says yeah this guy is just he's a water carrier for the left this guy's yeah. this guy's just you know he's he's just a pundit he's not he's not a minister. Here's some here's some unsolicited advice for if any pastors out there and, and they were doing this and they, you know, they feel bad about it and they want to they want to make it right. 
I'm not telling you that, you know, you need to do these things before I believe your repentance. This is just advice for how to get people to trust you again, because quite frankly, you betrayed their trust severely. Mm-hmm. You, you, I think what you should do, if, if it were me, I would say, you know, I've, I was wrong. Here's exactly why I was wrong. Here's why I fell for it. Here's why I won't fall for it in the future. Yeah. Because the propaganda is going to get more and more intense. It's, 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 it's getting worse every day. And so there's going to be more propaganda that comes out. And there's going to be a new thing. And nobody knows what it's going to be. People are saying it's going to be the Fluorona. I don't know if it's going to be Fluorona or something else or nuclear war or whatever, right. the, whatever it is. It's going to be something. And so I think what you need to do if you want people to trust you again, again, I'm not telling you how to repent. You know, that's between you and God. But if you want people to trust you again, if Andrew T. Walker wants people to trust him again, we need to understand how you're not going to fall for this again, because there's something inside of you that made you fall for this when so many people didn't. Mm-hmm. A lot of people did, but a lot of people didn't. Right. And so in the future, when the, when the government comes and they've got a new snazzy thing that's super dangerous and they need you to carry water for them, how are you going to avoid it? Yeah, that's a good idea. You, you know what I mean? Because yep. honestly, all of us were sort of fooled by this corona thing for a few days at least, or for a few weeks or for a few months or whatever. And like you said, some 900 days. But like, we were all fool- fooled to some degree. Right. Uh-huh. And yeah. I think we've That's all true. kind of done this. We've all this done this diagnostic on ourselves. Like, why did I get fooled by that? How am I going to avoid being fooled the next time? We've all yep. done this. So you need to do it, especially if you pu- published articles trying to bind Christians' conscience to getting the vaccine. We need to, you need to undo it. You can't undo it. You can't go back in time. But what you can do is help the people that you hurt. Right. No, you're exactly right. Like the first week when when COVID dropped, our church canceled. We we ended yeah. up canceling four weeks, and then boom, we were we were right back at it. And that's when I was still in California at the time, and it was, you know, it was very 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 frowned upon. And we even had a plan, you know, with me and my elders. What happens if if police come, and um, you know, if if I was taken away, then the next elder was going to get up and start preaching. And we had a plan in place, you know, and those kinds of things. And this is we only missed four Lord's days. That was, you know, like. That was before MacArthur came out and they started regathering those kinds of things. And so, you know, but the point is we still missed four weeks and, and I had to tell the church, you know, I had to say something like, we're not going to do church this week. And, and so what did I do? Um, I, I recorded a 10 minute video uh, where I exegeted um, horribly Romans 13. <laughs> and so then, <laughs> and then, so then what I had to do in, in, when we started gathering again is I had to preach a sermon and, and here's the deal. Um, I, I instinctively was able to know by the grace of God that um, the, the first 10 minutes of this sermon uh, needs to be an apology, right? Like, why, why are you going to listen to me preach? You know, now a, a lot of people were actually upset that the church was gathering, but for those who, who you know, were like, all right, we're here now, but, but why, why do we listen to you now? You know, because you said this thing and now you're, now we're gathering, which is the opposite. And so I had to say, so you might notice that this sermon is going to directly contradict what I previously (laughs) said. You because a lot of guys don't do that. This is the crazy thing, man. Like a lot of guys publicly, I'm talking guys with huge platforms and I'm talking good guys on our team. They don't, they don't do that. Like they say one thing 
They realize that's wrong. They pivot. Sometimes it's a year later. Sometimes it's just two weeks later. They say something that directly contradicts what they previously said. And rather than, than, than actually pointing it out that it's a blatant contradiction and saying, so you might notice that these two things directly contradict. And, and you might be noticing, well, wondering, well, which one's true? The thing that you said yesterday or the thing that you're saying today? Well, it's the thing I'm saying today uh, because the thing I said yesterday was wrong. And guys, guys don't do that. Um, and, and they lose credibility. Now, sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, they memory hole it and a lot of people just forget or, or don't connect the dots or, or whatever. But, but if you, you're right, if you want to, to win back credibility and trust in those kinds of things, in terms of forgiveness, you just own your sin. You just repent, right? But in terms of trust, right, we've got to keep the category separately, uh, separate in terms of trust and leadership and, and, and credibility. Um, it's not just, hey, he owns his mistakes, but uh, I need to know that um, he, moving forward, he's going to make fewer mistakes. And so I need to know not just that he owned mm-hmm. the last one, but I need to mm-hmm. know um, that, that he's aware of how, how he ended up getting duped last time. Like, and, mm-hmm. and so what I had to do with my church is say, so this is how I exegeted Romans 13, and this is why I did it. And, 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 you know, and I felt like part of it was I, I had, you know, four days, you know, before the next Sunday to, to say church is canceled and give a reason. Sure. So, so I had a short window yeah. to exegete this text. All the guys that I had looked to and followed in the past were saying this, I followed suit, but that was wrong. Um, I, I miss, uh, viewed the, 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 the word of God, miss exegeted the word of God and the reason reason why it's not going to happen in the future is because now I understand the word of God better. So that was my mm-hmm. reason that I gave. So like, I think that would be awesome if Andrew T. Walker and other guys, um, I think like if you're thinking of what are, so what are reasons that I can say for, for why I was deceived before, but I will be deceived less moving forward. I think one of the number one reasons you can say is um, I had a misunderstanding of, of, of scripture, of doctrine, of God's word before, and something in my theology has actually changed. So not just like, yeah. well, miss that one. Uh, if, if it's just, you know, we'll we'll write that one off, you know, um, and and you know, I just missed that one. But I believe all the same things I believed two years ago. I have all the same doctrine, all you know, the same hermeneutical principles, the same this, the same that. Because for me, the reason why I I I feel confident, and others following me feel confident that that I'm not going to shut down the church for four more weeks is not just because. Um, because I made a mistake and I don't want to have egg on my face again, but I actually, the, the, the whole way I read scripture changed the last two years changed everything for me. I had to, I, my, my paradigm of the civil magistrate and sphere sovereignty, uh, separation mm-hmm. of church and state, uh, Christ being King over all things, my eschatology, everything came when I shut down That's the huge. church of Jesus Christ as a minister of the gospel, shut down the church of Jesus Christ. For, for not understanding his word and then realize that I made a mistake, I realized I, I've got to make some big changes. That was not a small thing. That was a big deal. God, please have mercy on me. Please forgive me, but don't just forgive me. Change me. Give me eyes to see. And, and so I reworked all of my doctrine, all of my thinking, because I, I had to recognize this is a big deal what I just did. It doesn't matter that everybody else did it too. I did it. And, and there's right. something in the way that I view scripture, something in the way that I view Christ and his lordship, something in the way that I view Caesar, something in the way that I, I view human life and its dignity and our, our lives being a vapor or idolatry of, of you know, and, and so I had to rethink everything. That's where I became post-millennial. That's where I be like all these major things changed and people be like, dude, those are some really big changes. Yeah, because sin's serious. 
Sin is serious. Well, it was, I hate to use like a, a word that everyone's using like so, you know, flippantly, but like, to be honest, it sounds to me like realizing that you shut down the Lord's Day worship for four weeks was almost like a traumatic, like, man, I need to reevaluate things here. Like this, this is a big deal. Like I, I'm me, just a man decided to close down God's worship in my assembly for four weeks. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to say it like traumatize you in like the lame way, but like, it's, it's like almost like, you know, it's almost like you had a, like a, like a look in the mirror moment, a come to Jesus moment. Like, what am I doing? Right. And you got, and, and listen, that's, listen, I'm glad it happened because uh, you're seeing things a lot clearer now. And now you're a force. You're not going to fall for that again. I think anyone who knows you, Joel knows that you're not going to fall for the next propaganda thing again Praise when they God. tell you to shut down the church no matter what it is you're probably going to say no <laughs> yep yep yeah i like the they're way coming, Doug, yeah the Amen. russians are going to come and they're going to and they're going to they're going to bring their h-bombs you got to shut down your church joel <laughs> i'm fairly sure that the answer is going to be no look we'll turn the lights off but right. we're still having church right yeah well and if, we, if we're going to die from h-bombs then like we might as well die while we're worshiping christ M might as well assembly. do it while you're worshiping a amen to that that's what i'm talking about so yeah no that's you're what i'm talking you're right i remember doug wilson he came out and said like you know um i used to be a reasonable man <laughs> is what he said you know like and he had that whole analogy you know like the sniper and, and church gets called off by the authorities oh, sure, there's yeah. a sniper on the roof and and it's like okay like we're immediately gonna listen to the authorities the civil magistrate because you know there's a sniper on the right. roof we don't but he was like but after for six weeks in a row and there's no like we've never been able to actually find and capture the sniper but the authorities <laughs> have come into our worship service six weeks running in a row and said right. there's a sniper and you got to cancel uh then eventually you say i'm sorry no we're, we're gonna worship and so doug said like i remember when, when he said like uh, this should be one of the standards when you're looking for a church right now because so many people are churchless, you know, because they, they've just been so disappointed by their previous pastors, you know, and not just with COVID and shutting down the church, but then, you know, when they started meeting, they wanted, you know, the pastor didn't let them sing or made them wear a mask or segregated based oh, yeah. off of jab there. status or, or uh, their pastor, you know, was pushing the BLM stuff and then Roe was overturned and their pastors preached against abortion, you know, and, uh, but then there's finally a win in the province of God and, and there's not a word about it. And so a lot of people are churchless because they've been so disappointed. And I remember Doug saying like, when you're looking for a new church and you're, and you've, you're thinking about the criteria, um, one of the questions you should ask that church and ask the minister is, uh, would you shut down the church for any reason? Because Doug's yeah. and, and Doug is even Doug saying, I, I'm going back on what I previously said. He said like, um, there are reasons I would shut down the church. Um, there are, you know, like, like if a tsunami's coming or so, you know, like then we need, sure. need to, he said, but, um, but now the answer should be no, there is no reason. And it's not because there's not actually a reason hypothetically we could think of that would merit canceling church. The reason that, that the answer is always no is because, um, uh, because we know that the people who would be telling us we need to shut down the church are liars. Right. That's why. That's why you can just That's say right. you don't you don't have to reweigh through all the data on on, on COVID 2.0 whenever it comes you know uh, flu rona or what like the next big thing um, we don't have to uh, reasonably assess everything we can just say no because because we don't know necessarily all the details about the thing but we know the details about the people telling us about the thing and the details about those people is they're liars so if that, they say shut down the church cool. we say take a hike. A hundred percent. I love that. Joel, the vaccine situation is was such providentially was such a gift. 
Amen. Because when you think about all the details there, right? Like Trump is the guy who took the credit for <laughs> accelerating the vaccine and he was all about it. He still, loves the vaccine. Still holding he's, on to it. To he this, needs to let that go. To this day, he's holding on to it. You're right, Joel. And and obviously Democrats love the vaccine. So so it, it like at a time when like everything is like hyper partisan and they're like, oh, you're just you're just a MAGA. You're just a MAGA. That's why you're against it. God gives us this gift that's like a partisan propaganda or a nonpartisan propaganda mm-hmm. uh, thing. They're they're both loving it. Right. And so, um, you know, we, we 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 can't even give them the excuse. It's like. Well, you're just a piper partisan, you know, things like that. Like they don't even have that. This was just pure government propaganda. They were both lying to us. Right. Trump was lying to us that this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. And the Democrats, they were all lying to us as well. Everyone was lying to us. The government is just a bunch of liars. And we know this. Mm-hmm. So this is a gift because now you have to. Always, and listen, that doesn't mean everything that they say is a lie. But now when they're trying to get you to do something that you know you shouldn't be doing, right. that, that, that they don't have the authority to tell you to do, that that is very radical. It's very radical to demand that churches do not meet. I don't think we kind of, I don't think we, we all, I, I know you do because you kind of had a come to Jesus moment over it. Right, but like, yeah, yeah. I don't think we all as a collectively like realize how intensely insane that was mm. that we didn't do that. We didn't meet for a period. Yeah, It's so insane. And, and, and it was just, so, so now we know that they're liars. And so anytime they try to get you to do something like stick something in your veins or do something to your kids or close down your church or whatever it is, you have to say no yep. because they're known liars and they're, right. they're bipartisan liars. Right. We, we always knew that there were crooks in politics, but we did not exactly. know the extent of it. Now we do. We now do. we have no, now we do. no excuse. As George Bush would have said, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice. Well, the point is, you're not going to fool me again. <laughs> that, that's exact, I believe that's, that's exactly right. Yeah, so, like that's exactly, exactly right. So, so we know their so character. If someone says don't. If someone says don't go to you know the shopping mall today because there's going to be uh, I don't know uh, an air raid or something or or a tsunami or something like that. Okay, fine. You don't have to go to the shopping mall. I mean, what's the big deal? It's you can choose to listen or, or you can choose to listen or not. That's not a big deal. But when they tell you don't worship the Lord, don't gather with your with your with your uh, congregation and worship with the Lord. Don't lay hands on the sick. Don't don't um, don't 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 greet each other with a holy kiss and all that stuff. Don't sing too dangerous. Don't breathe too dangerous. You have to say no because they're known liars. If they lie about not going to the shopping mall, no harm, no foul. Right, right. If they lie about not worshiping on Sunday. Big deal. That that's that's got to be the line in the sand. I'll never forget this. I think I might have mentioned this to you on your show before, but I'll never forget when uh, when Cross Politic was interviewing Jonathan Lehman about all this kind of mm-hmm. stuff, and um, and Jonathan Lehman is doing the thing where he says, "Well, you know, eventually, maybe one day we'll have to stand up to them, you know." But now right. we don't have to use our cultural capital right now. <laughs> and and under his breath, Chocolate Knox makes a comment. He he doesn't actually ask him. He just kind of says it under his breath, but you can hear him. And he says something like, I don't know, I think worship on Sunday is one of those lines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what, you know what right. I mean? And it was, and it was, I remember hearing that and I was like, that's exactly it. That's right. If this, if this is not the line, you have no line. Right. And so you need to repent of that. And these, a lot of these guys need to just straight up repent of that. Right. And, um, and I think that some will, and I'm, I'm very hopeful that. All it's going to take is a few guys. Like uh, I'm hopeful for Andrew T. Walker, but I don't know. I'm hopeful for some other guys to to come to their senses because I think 
once a one or two of these guys does it, as sad as this is, I think there's a lot of guys waiting in the wings, you, you know, lower level tier guys that just want someone to take the lead on this and to say it's okay to do this. I think a lot of people will do it. I think a lot of people will have their 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 good look in the mirror moment and they'll be like, we'll never do this again I don't, under no circumstances. Now, whether or not that's true or not, I don't know, but I'm just hopeful to get a big movement of that because that's what we need right now, man. We, we need as many soldiers as we can get and as many people that are that are that know the score as we can get um and so i'm i'm the kind of guy that like i'm willing to extend a lot of grace I, even though it's 900 days later that's insane <laughs> that's but insane. It, you, you give me you give us a good case for why you won't be duped again and you know i'm not going to say all is forgiven right. or forgotten but 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 we will we can we can lock arms again. <laughs> I, I agree. I, mean? I agree, and I think what we, we just pan out and look at the bigger picture. Like, so we're, we're, for nine hundred days, did you miss COVID? Okay, that's a big deal. You missed it for nine. Everybody missed it for like a day or two, you know. But like, you know, like four weeks, right? So twenty eight days versus nine hundred is it, there's quite a difference there, um, you know. But. <laughs> Uh, but even with that, we can pan out like, okay, so did you miss the COVID thing? Um, but did you also, did you miss the total propaganda with CRT? Cause, cause oh, honestly, yeah. like if a guy oh, was yeah. like holding the line against black lives matter and saying like, this is just racism against white people. This is just yeah. envy. This is just coveting. This is like the, like if a guy was saying those kinds of things in 2020, but he was, but, but he was missing it on COVID. Like I'm really compassionate. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, oh, that sure, guy has sure. spine. That guy, I've seen him make a stand. He's been right on some of these. And he does have some measure. Like of just, exactly. So those are good guys. Yep. So so I want to, because everything you're saying is so good. So I'm agreeing with you and then clarifying, you know, my position. Because I really did pose it as a question because I'm thinking through it. What What's, oh, yeah. you know, what what should I be telling people? With the, you know, the little platform that I have, people who are actively right now looking for a church, should this be a deal breaker, right? Like, like if a guy, if it took him 900 days to realize telling people, people um, that they had to get a jab in order to obey Christ's commandment to love their neighbor, that's a deal breaker. Um, and it sounds like what we're arriving at is, no, that is not um, in and of itself inherently a deal breaker, but it's a big red flag. And oh, let's yeah. and then let's see, uh, number one, does he own it? So that would be the first thing. Does he repent? Number two, does he give a reason for why he was wrong and he won't be wrong again in the future? That's, that's something mm -hmm. we covered. And then uh, number three, um, let's pan out be, beyond just that one issue of COVID stuff and uh, how, how did he do on the woke test, right? Because there's been multiple tests over the last couple of years. How do he do on yes. the baby killing test? How's he doing on the sodomy test? How's he doing on, on the um, hate white people test? How is it like, there's a lot of great tests that in God's province, we've gotten all in just two and a half short years. And so, you know, but if a guy's failed and you tell me if I'm being extreme here, AD, if he's failed all those tests, Test, the homo yeah. test he's failed he's I, failed the racism test he's failed you know what i mean and the covid test yes then I, I feel like let's forgive that guy if he repents on all accounts yeah. and then get him a nice warm seat on the bench right yeah i i would agree i mean okay. I, the, we, we, it's an i'm laughing over here because it's an embarrassment of riches it's like <laughs> there's just been so many tests and and the thing is a lot of these you know look covid was a new thing like nobody's ever experienced anything like that before um, but a lot of these are like simple tests, you know mm. what I mean? Like there, a lot of these are very basic. And so, and, and even, you could even argue that staying open for church is basic too. I'm not, so I'm not going to say yeah. that that's not basic, but, yeah. but like, if you, if you just, if you were just a slave to the narrative, right, you are a slave to the government propaganda machine. That is a sign that you are trying to serve two masters. Somebody, somebody that I actually really like on Twitter, who was saying how it was ridiculous to, to demand that pastors apologize for the vaccine thing. 
And, and oh I, and yeah, I, I, it, we both retweeted that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I think so. And I like that guy. That guy. That guy says mm-hmm. a lot of good things. And he's he's just lamenting about why it's so. It's man, this is a hard job. And I said, you know, it's not hard unless you're trying to serve two masters. That's right. Then it's impossible. Mm-hmm. Like it's not even hard. It's impossible. And so if you are failing test after test after test after test, and some of these are basic tests, like don't be racist against white people. Right. I mean, how hard can it get? <laughs> you know, if you're if you're if you're failing all these tests. You, you are obviously trying to serve two masters. You're just in no position to, to, to lead the church of God. Right. You're in no position. Yeah. And it's like, you know, maybe, maybe in 20 years you'll be in that position. I doubt it. But for right now, you need to take a seat on the bench. I mean, it's just that simple. Yeah. Amen. And I, I want to just go back for just a moment and highlight a little bit what, what you said earlier is so good because there's just one more big point that I think I don't want people to miss. We're not faulting pastors for not being epidemiologists. Like, thank God <laughs> yeah. for Robert Malone and some of those guys, but man, they were shadow banned and suppressed and kicked off platforms. So, sure. like, sometimes, like, some of their stuff was hard to find. You know what I mean? And, like, and, and hard, when you've yeah. got, you know, you've got, you know, and, and it wasn't just like one doctor, though, to be fair. Like, early on, you had like, like 200 renowned do- doctors sure. coming out and speaking, you know, so it's, it's not like it was a bunch of quack jobs. Like these guys were, were legit and they're coming out with, with evidence and with strong argumentation and all these kinds of things. And some of their argumentation was just like, look, we're not even saying, we're not saying COVID is not a thing. We're not saying this, we're not saying that. Um, but we're just saying uh, this, this thing, Ivermectin, ever heard of it, right? Sure. Nobel uh, winning prize, you know, prize winning drug with like virtually no side effects and no, it's not, um, a, a horse dewormer, uh, dewormer. Yeah, yes, it has been right. using that, but this is for people and blah, blah, like you, you know, like, and you know, the irony with that, it's like, well, I'm not going to take medicine that's made for an animal made for a horse. Um, d- libs are, have literally started, talk about the hypocrisy. They started pushing a drug. I forget the name of it, but they started p- pushing a drug for red States where Planned Parenthoods are getting sh- uh, shut down that women can take, pregnant women can take, that'll kill their baby in their womb because they can't get a legal abortion in their state. And it's a drug that, that's made for animals. So, the, so the, the libs making fun of conservatives for taking horse dewormers are now saying, right. uh, take this, this, horse, this other horse pill, uh, to, not to yeah. save a life, but to end one. So anyways, all that being said, like, no, nobody's faulting pastors for not being epidemiologists and, and no. even having, you know, it being a little fuzzy. I didn't know the government was that corrupt. I knew there were problems, but I didn't know that corrupt. I think what, what you're saying that, that keeps standing out to me is you're saying, look, here's the line, um, shutting down church. That's that's a line because sure. because when the Spanish flu rolled around in in eighteen you know or uh, nineteen eighteen or whatever it was it was about a hundred years before uh, COVID stuff, um, but but I read up on some of that the government number one they did not mandate anything they asked churches and pastors they asked them if they would cancel their services and they canceled for three weeks. And that was the Spanish flu, which was no respecter of persons. This was not just killing 86-year-olds. Sure, with, this with, was a legitimate disease. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. And it was taking, it would take a 17-year-old right alongside it, you know, right. like, and at the same ratio, at the at the same proportion. And so, um, but it was three weeks and they were asked by the government um, if, if churches would shut down. And I can't help but think, um, I don't just think it was because, oh, these Neanderthals a hundred years ago didn't, didn't understand, you know, the, the, uh, the dangerous potential of germs, you know, they, they didn't have the scientific right. theology, uh, or technology. No, I, I don't think that it was, was due that they treated it differently. They handled the situation differently a hundred years ago. I don't think it's because they were primitive 
in the realm of science. I think it's because they were premier in the realm of doctrine. They knew ecclesiology. They knew the Lord's day, gathering and meeting with the risen Christ and the sacraments and the word rightly preached, that that was a big deal. And that missing the Lord's day, the saints being uh, barred from the table of the Lord, his body, his blood, These they knew that that is dangerous that that has you know and and they were unwilling and i so i can't help but think like if it was just a matter of like a pastor come you know pastors uh, not knowing epidemiology or, or not knowing all the dotted i's and cross t's of, of the government or or constitutional law or you know there was a lot of things that we were all trying to brush up on in like 15 minutes and i understand and sympathize with pastors because i was one of them trying to to quickly learn all these things that i should have already known um but but the thing is, it's it's not pastors didn't just shut down their churches because they they didn't know epidemiology and so they trusted the experts. They they shut down their churches because I, I'm afraid it's because they didn't know ecclesiology and they yeah, didn't believe right. the promises of God that Christ uniquely meets with His people on, on the Lord's day when they're gathered together to administer the ordinary means of grace, and that this is one of the primary means by which he preserves the soul, which is of more value than the body. Like, I, it just revealed that like we don't know what the church is, we don't know um, who Christ is, and and all the stuff we talk about about eternity and the soul and so, like, I, I we're just we're idolaters. We we really love this life more than we yeah. love the life to come. So there's some severe deficiencies. There's no question about it. I mean, if you, nobody's going to fault you for, for not understanding the, you know, the, the nuances of, you know, constitutional law, epidemiology, all that stuff. But we, we need to examine ourselves when the default isn't, all right, I'm going to stay open until I get up to speed on this. Right. And then maybe we'll figure it out. And then maybe we'll, maybe we'll shut down for a week or two, whatever. But no, the default was we're going to shut down Mm -hmm. and, you know, maybe never reopen because some churches never reopened, you know? And so, and, and so that, that's the thing. It's like, we got to really look inside ourselves and like, why is it that we know how important church is? Cause a lot of these people that did this, they've written books about the gathering and how important well, it that's is. That's right? what's so weird about Lehman. He's, he so, is the so, gathering exactly. guy. Exactly. So, so that guy knows what the Bible says about gatherings and all it took was the government to say, no, no, shut down. It's too dangerous. He's like, just yes, sir. Instantly. Right. There's something in him he needs to examine why he hears the voice of God and then he hears the voice of the state and that takes precedent instantly. Right. Right. That's that's something we do. And, and it's the same thing with the vaccines, because that's what we initially started talking about. It's like, why why do we understand the law of God so poorly as to pretend like uh, injecting yourself with a chemical is a is part of God's law? Like that's that you have to do it. An unknown chemical. Mm-hmm. Why, why do we understand God's law so poorly that why is the default like, oh, yeah, who I don't even know where the love your neighbor meme started, but it started somewhere. Why right. why is when the first time you heard getting the vaccine is a, is a way to love your neighbor? Why did so many people go? Oh, yeah, that sounds right. Like, why was the, Why were the brakes not pumped? You need to look inside yourself. I can't figure that out for Andrew T. Walker. He needs to figure that out for himself. You know, and, and I think that they, I think a lot of guys will. And I'm, at least I'm hopeful that, that, that they will. And if they don't. That's okay too, because God does a lot of good things, even with small numbers. Right. And fortunately, like with the law of God in terms of the vaccine, fortunately, you're right. And and everybody, you know, Russell Moore and guys who, you know, like we have an obligation. This is how we love our neighbor and blah, blah, blah. Fortunately for them, they're wrong 
Because, because if their exegesis of the law of God and what it means to love our neighbor and not do him physical harm, and that, that includes um, you know, 17 steps between me and my neighbor that might harm <laughs> it, right? Because that's the thing is it becomes more right. indirect um, yeah. th- th- you know, because because then you could just not do anything. So fortunately for right. those people, they're wrong because because by their their same logic, we could say, okay, um, let's let's track how many people got SADS, sudden adult death syndrome. Right. How how many people died, right. and that we can track to the vaccine, and then and then how many of them got the vaccine because you motivated them and bound their conscience. Like so so, you're a murderer. That's right. You, you know what I mean? Like it works both right. ways. So it's like you didn't get the vaccine and, and you know, somebody got COVID. Okay. Um, uh, you told people to get the vaccine and, and the vaccine killed them, right? Like this, mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? Like, so that's a, so, f- you know. It cuts both ways. Yeah, yeah. you're right. hundred yeah. percent. So, all right, man. Any, any final thoughts? I think this has been good. This has been really good. Yeah. I, I don't have any final thoughts. I, and I just, I, I think um, I totally understand people that, are like man, it's nine hundred days later. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, you, how could you ever trust them again? And and I think that I just want to caution everybody. Like, um, I'm I'm the first guy out there that talks about how pastors shouldn't whine about how hard their job is. Like, I'm the first guy to say that whenever someone does, I say, okay, so quit. You know, good riddance. I, you know, I don't I don't care. Their job is hard, though. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna say that, and um, and I think that um. If we've get guys out here that are that are coherently, you know, you know, repenting and they do what we've talked about here, where they're like, man, like this is how I'm never going to be duped again. Like I was lied to. I should have known. I didn't. But I will know next time because they're lying to me all the time. They're still lying. Right. They're still mm-hmm. doing it. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think that I think that we should extend as much grace as possible. I'm not saying you have to go to these guys churches because there's plenty of good churches out there that yeah. didn't fall for this for very long. So I'm not saying you got to go to, you know, Andrew T. Walker's church. Just, I'm just using, we're picking on him. But the reason I'm picking on him is because I think I want to put pressure on him. You're picking on um, him because he's, he's the worst, but he's I the best him. of the worst. <laughs> he's, I, he's I, in the worst category, him. but he's the best of the worst. <laughs> I, I, I agree. He's on a good, he's on good company with this vaccine stuff. Yeah. Cause every time, every time I've been positively mentioning Andrew T. Walker, cause he's been saying some pretty awesome stuff. Really cool. Um, In my opinion. I'll have to follow him. Yeah. You, yeah, I would suggest it because he's saying stuff that a lot of people in Big Eva aren't saying, and he is in Big Eva, one hundred percent. He's totally Big Eva. And anyway, um, but but anyway, my point though is that like I'm not saying you have to go to his church. I'm not saying you have to listen to everything he says. But I, I would say extend grace if someone like that comes out and says, you know, man, I should have done that. Right. You know, and he and he and he can coherently explain why and all that. Um, because I, I I don't think look, God doesn't need any of us. But I would it would be awesome to have more soldiers out here. You know, do, you know, and, and listen, a soldier that was, like you said, fool me once, shame on, you know, shame on you. Fool me twice. You're not, you're not going <laughs> to fool me, me again. twice. Shame on me. Not, I, George Bush botched the same, but yeah, go ahead. Well, I, but I like that. I like <laughs> yeah, it. The point is you're not going to fool me again. <laughs> right, right. I like that though, because, because that can be an effective soldier. You know what I mean? Yes. I think amen. it can be. So, well, because I, I'm, I just I'm that soldier people. just for the record, you know, people amen. think like, oh man, you know, Joel's hardcore and that's why we follow him, you know, like, but I just... As the Lord expands my influence and uses me and stuff, I I, I want to try to be that guy who's you know, not self sabotaging and you know and and flogging myself you know and never oh, never sure. experiencing God's grace and moving on. But I do I want to be the guy who tells the whole story, 
You know what I mean? Like there's some Amen. leaders who are just like, they've got spine, they've got gravitas, they've got virtue, you know? Um, but like one of the reasons they're like, like so high and lifted up on this pedestal in like, like, like they're, they're, they're all inspiring, but they're not, um, nobody feels like they'll ever be able to be like them. Right. They, they don't feel, feel real. They don't feel real. And they don't feel real because <laughs> they don't tell the whole story. They don't right. tell the whole story. You see what they are now and you see what they want you to see. Um, but they won't tell you the whole story. They they won't go, you know, rewind the track and go back and say, Hey, for the record, I I did close my my church like everyone else. Um yeah. now here's the difference though. The difference is it was for four weeks and not four months, and we never cho- uh, closed it again. And and when I opened the door, I owned it. I apologized. It's recorded. You can go and watch the sermon where I apologize. And I, I didn't just apologize for getting it wrong. I was able to articulate exegetically how I got it wrong. And and my my new exegesis that is actually biblically faithful that will keep me from getting it wrong in the future. Like, but there's not a lot of guys like that every guy who's solid is solid. He didn't, he wasn't born out of the womb solid. That's right. That's he right. became That's solid right. by doing exactly what I just described. Yeah. And, and I, I guess I just wish some of these guys would, would tell the story every once in a while of, of, of the process of, of how God sanctified them to that. Like everybody has a track record of getting some things wrong. Like, like, you know, if you think baptizing infants is right, well, guess what? Doug used to be wrong then. Right, because he was like he was a Baptist pastor. He had to oh, yeah. change in that, and he lost every single elder in the church when he made that change. And the, you know what I mean? Like, like nobody just starts with yeah. all all their ducks in a row. And so I think I it's do know helpful. what you're saying. It's helpful to to um to to tell the whole story, not in every podcast, not every sermon, not you know what I mean? Like, but but from time to time, like we're not just picking on the guys who are 900 days late, um, and saying we were never late. <laughs> My argument is not that um, I knew all these things. My argument is I missed it too. Um, but 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 it took me 28 days by the grace of God. And if it took you 900 days, um, in the same way that I had to give an explanation, I had to give an account for my 28 days of stupidity, man, I, I want to see a heck <laughs> that's of an a big account, account. <laughs> for that 900 days of stupidity. You know what I mean? I think Listen, that's maybe, maybe it's because Maybe it's because I just got back from the Fight Laugh Feast conference, or maybe I'm just a big softie, but... I have a lot of hope that this is going to happen at at some level. I don't know how many people, but I think there's going to be some big names as more information comes out. I think they're going to do it, and I'm 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 hopeful, man. I hope it's, I'm hopeful it's going to be like a like a tidal wave after that. So Amen. we'll see. Amen. All right, Ad, thanks for coming on the show, man. Appreciate it. God bless you, man. Thanks so much for listening. But real quick before you go, do us a small favor, take a moment, and leave us a five star review if you enjoyed the show. This is undoubtedly the best way that you can help us get this biblically faithful content to as many people as possible. Thanks so much.